when we start becoming entrepreneurs and we start going through this path, we don't have guidance in the old style anymore. And we have to find our own going through YouTube videos or some people going through podcasts or reading books or going to conferences. All of those things are the university of life that entrepreneurs have in order to become successful. So you really need to know who you are. I think that's the biggest mistake is to believe that because it worked for one person, is going to work for everyone. The journey to wealth is a long walk, and some may walk quicker than others, but what good is sprinting to the finish line if you pass out when you cross it? On Walk to Wealth, we enlighten and empower young adults to build wealthy, abundant lives. They say the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, and your first step starts right now. This is Walk to Wealth with your host, John Mendez. Hey everyone, welcome to the Walk to Wealth podcast. If you're tuning in on YouTube or any of the podcast directories, make sure to do us one teeny tiny little favor. If you found any value in this episode or the episodes prior, make sure to give us a follow. You do not want to miss any of the amazing guests I got coming on this year. So without further ado, let's get right into this one. Angela, for anyone who hasn't had the opportunity to meet you yet, tell us your elevator pitch. You know, who are you and what do you do? Well, my name is Angela. I am the founder of Light Spanish, lightspanish.com. We are a language school that operates online. We're based in the UK. However, we work with people from Canada, USA, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, etc., etc. And we help mainly professionals who want to reach fluency in Spanish. And uh, yeah, we work with the learning style. And according to that, with that result, with that information, we help them to build a good strategy for their language practice routine so they can get better results way faster. That's that's our plan. That's our obje- objective. Amazing, Angela. And tell us, tell us about your walk to wealth. Take us back to what was, you know, money like growing up in your childhood? What was the idea of being an entrepreneur and building wealth? That's, that's a good question. I think, uh, well, my family, I, I come from uh, a family of uh, workers, let's say. Both of my parents are psychologists. So um, for them, being able to have... Um, safe job and a safe source of income was uh, ideal. However, I think I've been lucky because since I started doing my own projects and well, I've always been wanted to have my own thing. Uh, they have always supported me. So it has been great. Uh, I would say that I didn't struggle when I was a child and I was lucky. But, you know, middle class family, just uh, people who is used to go through the academic side of things, not necessarily taking risks. So, yeah, that, that, I would say that that's my background. Yeah. So then let me ask you, when did you learn to start taking risk? When did you learn to start betting on yourself? And, you know, where does that come from? Did you have like a family member, a friend that I was into entrepreneurship? Like, where did that all start for you? I think uh, it's been more of a need. I, I couldn't I couldn't feel that I was going to be the person who had that type of life like my parents did. And uh, yeah, so so I've been... I've been always thinking about the, the the possibility of having my own thing. I would say, I would say, yeah, I start surrounding myself by the right people, someone who would be uh, on the same uh, symptony, let's say, helping me to to look for something outside of the box. So yeah, but not in a family. I would say, well, I have a cousin who is an entrepreneur as well, 
but we are not in touch very much, so I wouldn't count her yeah. as part of the <laughs> of of the my my team, you know. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's for me. It's one of those things where I, so I grew up in a Dominican household, so I didn't have a lot of people in my. If I didn't have really anybody in my circle growing up, that was an entrepreneur that already walked that path. A lot of my people are, you know, work till you die, work, 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 every single day, every day, no mm-hmm. breaks type of thing, and it's. A different lifestyle, definitely, than I would recommend. But let me ask you so, right? You're doing this. You kind of gather the inspiration from within, and now you're on this journey. So when do you stumble across learning styles? When, when What was it that made you start learning, looking into them? Well, um, I, I mentioned I have this. Uh, in that case, I have a background, which is my parents being psychologists. I always wonder... Uh, not only the information that you can acquire, but what is happening in your brain? You know, for me, the brain always was a good question. It's like that thing, that organ that is there and is helping you to collect lots of info, lots of data. How does it happen? So, um, yeah, I've always been curious about that. I love the um, uh, education world, not the education system, but the education world. So um, I started using those things that I found about learning styles, different ways, like not, I wouldn't say personalities, but those skills that every person have to memorize, to understand, to use information into my own um, um, matters, which is uh, languages and music. So I started using them and they proved me to work very well. So I just went deeper and deeper and I did my business around it. So, yeah. Yeah. So then let's dive a little bit deeper. So what are learning styles? What are, what are the different learning styles that people have? Yeah, well, um, I always start talking about this, um, mainly from what, when you're at school, normally you just receive information. Uh, you have a group of people and everyone is learning the same way, right? Because the teacher is there in front of you and is sharing information. You have to get some tasks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but you're not able to know first um, how do you actually learn? I mean, what what is the process of learning? You just receive tons of information and somehow you are supposed to be good at it and get good grades or something like that. And uh, and second, well, having a big group of people is impossible for the tutor or for the teacher to really be able to know who are you, right? And uh, what is going to be the best way for you to understand what that person is talking about? So um, that's why I work with these one-to-one sessions. That's, that's mainly the thing. Or with the small groups, because you have the opportunity to listen and to understand the other person and for that person to also understand their own process. So, yeah, I would say that it's been very useful for um, language learning, but also I've been using it as well for my own life um, because, well, being an owner of a, of a business, I'm always learning lots of information about marketing, sales, and taxes, and all of it. So once you know what is the best way you learned, what it, what is the, the way that you acquire information and data easier? Uh, well, it becomes uh, it becomes way better. Yeah. So that's that's been the process uh, for yeah learning to learn. Let's say. Yeah. So what are the learning styles? What are the the different ones like? Yeah. Well, it has been. Uh, different theories around it there is uh if you if you are curious or one of your listeners is more curious about it this comes from uh, behavioral psychology 
there are detected a different ways of learning, you know, different intelligences that you have. Um, however, I try to focus on the ones that are normally uh, stronger. So, for example, if you are um, very visual, right, if you're a person who is good at looking at, um, I don't know, graphics or map, uh, mind maps or this type of things, and that's the best way uh, you represent uh yeah, some something new or that you can remember and catch better ideas when something is visual, that, that would be definitely one of those uh, learning styles. Uh, for example, I would imagine that your listeners would be into the way of um, oral um, intelligence, which is very good at uh, listening, recognizing uh, tones of voice, uh, recognizing information that is given by audio. So maybe... People who go for audiobooks instead of going for physical books, that would be that type of person. Um, I mean, we, we could go for a kinesthetic, uh, in, in intelligence, which is the people who need movement, like actors or athletes that, yeah, they're very good with techniques, but when techniques are related to movement, right? So yeah, that, that, that could be another one of them. So yeah, I mean, I could be here for a while, but what it gives us is those, uh, that information about ourselves. And yeah, once we know that, it's like, okay, so maybe that's why I struggle so much reading a book, for example. Some people blame themselves because they say I should be reading more. And I think entrepreneurs have been always, uh, told like, ah, yeah, this book is great. This book is amazing. And it's like, yeah, it is, but I'm such a slow reader. And maybe it's because that way of uh, acquiring information is not the strongest one that you have. And uh, it's, it's just one of them. And, and we envy people who are good readers and they say, oh, yeah, I finished this book and this one and this is about this. And they rec rec uh, recognize all this information so easily and other people struggle with it. So uh, I would say, well, if you're good for at listening, use that. Use that because that's the one that is going to help you better. Or if you're good at making mind maps instead of reading chunks or paragraphs or things like that, well, there you are. You, you have you have now a fast way to get to the goal that you are that you want, not necessarily going through books. So yeah, yeah, this is, is it could be way way uh, better to to recognize those things once you know them. Yeah, it's great. Sorry. You gave my listeners three different types. You gave us visual learning, you gave us auditory, and you gave us kinesthetic. You mentioned that they were eight. What are some other ones yeah. that are also super important? Super important. Well, I mentioned the one with the books. That's a linguistic one, verbal uh, linguistic. So you're very good at uh, remembering words and, well, your lexical is going to be your strongest point. There is a interpersonal one that, grows and learn through the interaction with other people. So yeah, that that's the team leaders or people who works better at groups. Then we have the intrapersonal that is completely the opposite. It's people who's very good at spiritual or, um, I don't know, like mindfulness. Think of that related to their inner personality that are related to their own self, let's say they're not too much outside, but they're good at recognizing what happened uh, inside of them. Uh, that's, that's another one of them. We have the most famous one that is the mathematical and logical. Uh, that one is the one that is celebrated all the time. It is very good with finding patterns, formulas, um, all, all these type of things. Um, 
of course, scientists and mathematicians or engineers are going to be the best at this one. We're very, very logical. Uh, that's one of them. I mentioned the music already. Uh, yeah, the other one is uh, naturalistic or related to nature. So people who is very connected with animals, with with the nature, with the plants or botanics, um, uh, doctors, all these people who is who is in this in this field. So yeah, I mean, well, the the the, the I think I mentioned them all. And that's so amazing, man. And I find our, our story is very similar because, I mean, your parents were in psychology. I wasn't raised by my parents, but I also was introduced to psychology earlier on in my life. And I always had a genuine curiosity for what makes people take and why people do the things that they do. So it's something that I've always been kind of genuinely, something I've been inclined to like look into and something that I've been inclined to learn more about. Because if you understand yourself better, you can then use that to your advantage to grow exponentially. So then let me ask you. So now that you got to mention the eight learning styles, how does one begin self-identifying which learning style is best for them? Like, how do we know which one is our preferred method? When, as you said, we're normally just taught, like, here's a bunch of information. Hopefully you can remember it in front of the test so that you can pass. And that's pretty much it. Like, how do we begin to decipher what our best learning style is? Let's take a quick break. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. If you didn't know, part of my mission statement comes from Plato's quote, the duty of the enlightened is to enlighten the unenlightened. And so since you guys are getting enlightened with all the gems we're dropping on this podcast, it is now your duty to share this with a friend so that then they can become enlightened and continue on their walk to wealth. So make sure to stop what you're doing right now, share this with a friend, so we can continue being amazing humans and helping others in their walks to wealth. Well, I think um, there is a percentage that could go from um, intuitively we know which things we're better at. So that would be the first approach to it. So... Uh, something that I would recommend, for example, is what type of things are you most interested uh, about, right? What is, if we're talking about businesses, what is your business about? What is your product about or your service, right? That could give you a very, very good approach or what type of um, company you feel more interested about or you know better how that industry works. Uh, that could give you a first good idea about what is what is probably my best um my my, stri- my strength, my main strength. Uh, however, um, we we do we do those tests. We take a while and we make those questions for a while. So I, I would recommend to go uh, through the assessment of those learning styles and go deeper in it and work with a professional. Uh, but but yeah, but intuitively, if if you want to take a first step, yes, you can you can think about those um, aspects where I'm what I'm better at. Uh, I'm good, for example, what I mentioned. Do I have a good photographic memory, or uh, I'm a good mm, remember information that I hear uh, before on an audiobook or on all this type of things? Uh, I'm a better connecting with people, joining events when I'm interacting. Or when it's something related with action, with movement, with, uh, I don't know, something that, that connects my body to it. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that would be, that would be my recommendation. First of all, yeah, intuition. But of course, uh, the next step would be to go through an assessment and find out which ones are your main intelligences, your, your learn, your learning styles that are going to help you to 
acquire more information. No. That's amazing. It's one of those things where uh, for me, I've been, whenever I want to learn something, I just watch a bunch of YouTube videos and double speed and I consume content at very high speeds at a high level. And so it's like, I just pound YouTube videos after YouTube videos in my way and into my head. So that's usually the main thing that I go to for learning. And I have several that I kind of use whenever I want to learn something. And I just like, I also listen to podcasts and then I also like read a books, uh, read books on that topic. So I'm hitting the same topic from all different angles to make sure I, I stick with it. So let me ask you, this is probably what everyone in the audience is wondering now. Now that we've been talking about learning style, we talked about the eight different kinds. How does, it, uh, how does that apply to entrepreneurship? How does that apply to our business that we're maybe trying to run or maybe trying to start? Well, uh, it applies because when we start becoming entrepreneurs and we start going through this um, path, we don't have um, guidance, let's say, in the old style anymore. And we have to find our own. We become very autonomous. So uh, the way that you mentioned, like going through YouTube videos or some people going through podcasts or uh, reading books or going to conferences, all of those things are the ways, are, are the university of life that entrepreneurs have in order to become, well, successful. So you really need to know who you are uh, because, well, it it depends, uh, y- your business depends on your capacity of acquiring information and knowing uh, well, you know, taking um, risks and all these things based on, on, on knowledge that you already have, right? Uh, understanding what is going on. So you will be constantly learning and you will be constantly on your own because, well, the, this is this is such a um, lonely path sometimes for many people. So, yeah, it, you, you kind of need to know uh, how do you work so you can take the mass, the best of it and well, rent as, as much as you as you need, depending on the stage that your your business is in. Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. And entrepreneurship, it's a never ending game. Like for school, once you graduate, that's pretty much it. But for entrepreneurship, as you continue to grow, as you continue to try to move forward, you continue to hit new obstacles, new opportunities, new hurdles, new market changes, new everything. And so it's constantly changing and so dynamic entrepreneurship because it's never the same. And as you grow, there's an old saying that I love and no man walks the same river twice. And you may be struggling with one issue when you're starting off. And then when your business now 10X is and it grows and you're struggling with a similar issue, that issue is now different because now you're in a different place in your journey and your business and your career. So it's one of those things where like you never ever stop pretty much learning and school kind of screws us over when you get into entrepreneurship and a lot of times we have to overcome some of the limiting beliefs or some of the bad ideas that were taught in school so I want to ask you what are some of pardon me I want to ask you what are some of the the main misconceptions that school teaches us that we have to overcome in order to start succeeding in entrepreneurship um I think I think the 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 biggest misconception we have is that there is a smart people and people who, oh, oh, I mean, that those grades that you get at the end of, of the year are telling you if you're smart or not. I, I think that's the worst thing. And, uh, and that just people who is good at this logical mathematical thing are the intelligent ones. 
I, I think that, um, I mean, I, I overcome those things um, over the time, but, but it could be so damaging just to believe that maybe because you are good at, I don't know, sports or video games or other so many different skills that you can develop, uh, you're not smart, right? Because school is telling you the opposite or you're, uh, unfortunately, uh, your parents are telling you, well, you're not good at school. So what are you going to do with life? Right. You're going to fail. I, I think if we are able to overcome that and realize that, um, those abilities that we, or those skills that we develop over the time, I don't know. And that probably now we're using, um, in our business are as valid as those ones that people used to have at school and they were receiving all the recognitions or prizes and things. Uh, you were able to recognize that that's the same level that we're intelligent, just in a different field. Um, I think that would be great because it's, it's such a, uh, I don't know, I think it's an obstacle that we put in our, uh, on ourselves and, uh, teachers did and well, the, the society do because they want to celebrate, uh, this logical way of looking at things and kind of attack a little bit of creativity. And well, probably creativity is main source of, uh, talent for entrepreneurs. So it's funny. Because probably it's going to, it's going to, many people is going to identify themselves with what, I'm, what we are saying. Maybe we're not the best uh, at logic, but probably we're very good at solving problems. So that's, I mean, that's, that's actually just trend. So let's go a little bit deeper over there. So let me ask you, what was a point in life that you had to overcome that? Where, 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 like, what in school were you struggling with? If you were struggling, how did you overcome that? Well, um, I, I remember being in school, uh, I had this, uh, mathematics and physics, uh, teacher who mainly said, if you, if you're not good at this, I mean, if, if you, if you fail this, this, um, um, subject, uh, you're never going to succeed in life. I mean, that, that was his way of, I don't know, proving himself that he was very important and he knew a lot. And, uh, even, even if I intuitively knew that that wasn't the case, it, it sticks in your mind. And I, I, then I studied literature. I studied music and I felt that maybe it was kind of this person who wasn't going to fit into the, I don't know, the, the stereotype of intelligent. Um, but, but during, during the way I, I, I proved myself that I could do so many things and that I was able to create and to work and have, um, I don't know, I'm going to say with a little bit of modesty, but very good ideas. And, um, yeah, so, so I, during the, during the path, I proved myself wrong apart those, those, uh, from those beliefs that I've received at school. So, so yeah, I wouldn't say that there was exactly a moment when I changed that. I think that over time I realized that that was, that was completely fake. And yeah, that you don't need to be good at something to be intelligent or talented or successful. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And so let me ask you then, what would, what advice would you give to the other young people? A lot of my audience are still either in high school or in college right now. So they're still dealing with high school teachers and professors and maybe mentors that are looking, you know, are teaching them these subjects. And a lot of times these people that we view, that we see that are teaching us when we're in school, because they have this elevated status, you know, they are teachers, they are professors, they are the advisors, et cetera, et cetera. We tend to hold their words with a lot more weight. We tend to view what they say as concrete, as the end all be all. So what advice would you share with my listeners 
to help them get over that because it's, you know, being a kid that's one, still figuring their life out and two, don't really know what they got, they got going on. And three, may not even know what they want to do after school, like after they graduate. They're just there because they feel like they're being told to. So they're now, and now they're going to college and now they're in these classes and early they're in high school and they're in these classes. And it's like, they're, they're not doing as well as they might've liked. And they're questioning themselves. They're questioning why they ever do it. They're questioning why is it even all worth it? What advice would you give to those students so that they can start believing in themselves and their abilities? Yeah. Well, uh, it's a tricky one because I would say at first to not to take it um, too serious. However, I know how important it could be to have uh, good um, performance at school to then be able to access to many other different things and, well, uh, university, college, or all those type of things. However, I, I would say don't take it literally if someone or, or if... Um, if a number is telling you you're good or bad at something. So take the most of school. Yeah, I mean, what you consider could be useful. Follow your intuition in that. I mean, if you're good at science or if you're good at um, languages or history, well, enjoy that. Take the most from it. But don't take it literal what uh, your, yeah, teachers and tutors are telling you about what is going to be uh, your future just because you are good or bad at something. So, so yeah, I would say just take the most of it, uh, but be prepared because uh, real life is so different and you, you, you will be learning uh, so many different things in a not, um, uh, I don't know, official way. Uh, you acquire so much information from so many different sources, uh, for example, here listening, listening to these interviews or watching things on, on YouTube now that it's an amazing source of information. So don't worry too much. Do your best, but don't worry too much because, well, the path is long and you're going to find, uh, yeah, the best way for you. No, definitely. And it may not be easy to see at first. And especially when you're being told otherwise, when people are telling you, hey, that you may not be smart or hey, that you may not going to be successful. And entrepreneurship is something that is already hard and most people fail. And then we have the people around us telling us that we're going to fail. It could be hard to get around that. But as you said, you know, sticking with it, not taking it too literal, not taking them serious and having faith and trust that you're on the right path. And so I wanted to ask you from here. So now that we kind of got a deeper understanding for learning styles, um, what would you say now is like the next step from that? Once we figure out, okay, let's say I'm a kinesthetic learner. You know, that's all good. And I know it now, but like what now? Like I learned my learning style. How do I then begin to actually use that? How do I make it make sense in our world? Well, um, it, it would be, it would be, um, it would need a lot of creativity, I think. And that's part of what we do when we, when we work with our students. We, we build strategies around it. So yeah, for example, you, you, your example with kinesthetic is very good because you would say, oh, okay, so I'm good at sports or I'm good at, I don't know, karate. I can remember all these movements, techniques and that, but, but I want to succeed at, I don't know, um, architecture, <laughs> something completely different. So you would say, how can I put these two things together? Or I want to make a business around uh, real estate, which is completely different. So how do I do that? I would recommend to involve movement in your process of learning. So we have been working with some students who learned that way. 
And uh, we spling concepts, we move our hands, we try to complement the, uh, to complete the, the experience of talking, for example, with, with the movement, or we go on walks, we practice, like we, we, we're there, for example, kinesthetic learners are there to, to be on the field, to get, to play, you know, to, 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 to move and to be able to, um, I don't know, is, is actively participate in, in the process of learning. So yeah, I would say that it's completely against what we do at school because at school you're sitting on a desk and you don't move too much when, when you're learning history, for example, or maths or things like that. So we say get involved, get involved, put your hands into, into the process that you're learning. Uh, it, it could come from taking notes, which is very basic for a kinesthetic learner, but it could come from there to getting involved and practice and moving and uh, using drama or whatever for acquiring information. So yeah, yeah, that, that, that would be, I mean, could go, it could expand as much as you can imagine, <laughs> but I would say that would be a case, for example, for the type of, of, of learning style. No, definitely. Um, one of the things that limits a lot of people is creativity because at face value, most things can't be directly implemented into what we do. So we have to start thinking outside of the box. And a lot of closed-minded thinkers tend to not be able to learn as much because if it doesn't directly, for example, let's say there was a real estate agent talking about marketing. Some people would be like, hey, I'm not in real estate. I'm in, you know, I, I sell soap. I got a soap seller. It doesn't work for me. Right. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. They, they're not in my industry. They don't know anything. But a lot of the times, if you're able to listen to what that person is saying and then take that in and then figure out what you can implement into what you have going on, you can learn a lot more. Let's just tie that into what we're talking about. Let's say we're a kinesthetic learner and I'm not a kinesthetic. That was just the first one that came to mind. But let's say we're a kinesthetic learner, right? And you, you see people that may not be talking about what you talk about, but they present in a way that resonates with you. Now, you could learn something there. The content that you learn may not be valuable to you, but how they present may be very valuable to you because then you might be able to pick up like, hey, I like when people teach like this. Now, all you have to do is find someone in your industry that teaches like that, right? And then you, you may not be able to receive value from what they're actually talking about, the actual content, but you may be able to find value for how they present and how you receive the information that they present. And that may be able to help you. And or if they present terribly, but the content is good. Now, you know, like, hey, I didn't remember anything. I didn't really resonate with the speaker, despite them being exactly in my niche. So there's also the, the complete opposite about it. So, Angela, let me ask you, for all the learning style stuff, what are some of the biggest mistakes that people have when they start learning about learning styles and try to implement them so that they can learn better, learn faster, learn f smarter? Well, I would say the the biggest mistake is to apply exactly the same method or the same strategy that someone else used because they promise you that works. You know, so um, now that we're talking about uh, YouTube and this content, uh, you you find uh, this. Um, title saying, well, follow this, uh, follow this strategy or this work for me. And this is what I did. And this is how I did it. Right. And you, and you watch it, for example, and you say, okay, this person did this, 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 and did that. I have to do it the same way. 
I think that's the biggest mistake is to believe that because it worked for one person, it's going to work for everyone. I put this example a lot on my my uh, field because with learning languages, some people say like, ah, oh, this is the fastest way you can learn to speak a foreign language. And uh, but it works for them. So people will say, yeah, flashcards. I don't know. Flash. I hate flashcards, by the way. So but people say, yeah, I, I spend three hours watching uh, flashcards and remembering and memorizing information, this, this and that. And this is the way you do it. This is how you do it. I think believing that and saying, yeah, this is going to work for me as well is uh, is the biggest mistake you can do. So you mentioned creativity. And I think it's very important when you what you said there, because, yeah, you have to be able to. Uh, imagine what is going to what is going to be the way that works for you. Okay, so yeah, this person that this is very interesting. I would like to know more about this, but how could I actually uh, make it my own, right? So yeah, I, I think the mistake is thinking is thinking that because it worked for someone, it's going to be work exactly the same way for you, because you're going to get frustrated. Um, yeah, everyone is, is is trying their own ways, and that's why you find ten different videos about the ultimate. Uh, a strategy or secret to master uh, X, right? Because everyone has different ways to, to, to get it. Yeah, no, 100%. That's such an amazing nugget to leave off with. Uh, Angela, you dropped a lot of good information and you're the first person to talk about learning styles, how we could use it to grow in our businesses and grow in entrepreneurship. Where can we find you at? Where could we connect with you if we want to hear more about what you have going on and the services that you offer? Yeah, well, uh, I have... I mentioned to you that um, the first step would be to intuitively think about what is your learning style. However, I have a very short quiz on my website. Uh, it is lightspanish.com. Uh, well, you want to go directly to the quiz. It's lightspanish.com slash my superpower. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a quiz where you will be answering some questions related to the way that you normally uh, behave and the things that you do. And it's going to give you that superpower. I talk about learning styles like superpowers because after all, that is the, the strength you have that is going to help you to learn better. So yeah, if you go there, you're going to find it. Of course, it's going to be landing after a while into the language learning because that's my field. But with the results you get, you will be able to use it for anything you want. So it's going to give you the result. So you use it the best way you can. Amazing. And now it's time for our famous five questions. Question number one. Yep. What is the most impactful lesson you've learned in life? Both. The most, I, I would have a list. I would say that you have to find your own way, that you cannot really uh, follow someone else's steps. I don't know. I, I, I just think, yeah, you have to find your own way and you are by your own. I mean, it sounds a very sad thing to say. It's not exactly like that, but you're sort of, are. I, I don't know, you're, you're sort of uh, by your own. So you have to find your own ways to build your own, uh, happy life or, and yeah and to not to look at the sides I don't know it's, it's like uh, I use this example of the uh, horses who are on a race on this big cart and they have these things that just focus on what on their path I would say that that's the best thing you can do don't, don't look at other people it's just, it's going to be so different it's not even going to apply to you so yeah you're on your own you are on your own and you can go in the path that you that you choose Oh, what is the most admirable trait a person can have? Uh, I would say, um, well, someone who who keeps going, who is patient and keeps going. Uh, I admire that. Maybe because I struggle with it, and I 
I'm always learning to be patient and to keep going. So when you find that in someone, you know that the person is going to to get to get somewhere that is going to succeed because has the ability to pace themselves and keep going. Yeah. If you had to change someone's life with one book, which book would you recommend? Well, it just jumps to my mind. Um, this mm, the the Lean Startup uh, by Eric Rice. I mean, that that book for me was very useful to understand what really is happening inside of businesses and how. I mean, it's, it's around technology, but again, as you mentioned, creativity. So, how could you use it for your own? So, yeah, I think I think from there you can expand and, and learn so many things about uh, creating a great product, something that people love, and and that you can uh, use for for your business. Yeah, I love that one. What is the legacy that you're trying to leave behind? I want to I want to connect people. I, I want to I want people to do, to understand or to enjoy uh, the capacity or the possibility to to speak to different cultures so if i'm able to make people feel confident uh about uh communicating themselves in a foreign language i think i did it and for anyone that wanted to start their walk to wealth today what do you recommend is the first steps for them to start to find out what is that thing that you would be able to do for long enough without getting without hating it right so to find that patient because passion sorry because once you find your passion uh is is going to work i mean building a business is a very long process so you have to love it i think that would be the very first step to find out what is that thing that is going to keep you going even during the difficult moment you've now finished taking the first step now let us help you take the next one subscribe to our newsletter at walktowealth.com That's walk2wealth.com so we can keep you moving on your journey. We'll see you on the next episode of Walk to Wealth with John Mendez.